Do you want to know something? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> We've been so busy doing just like regular stuff. The Olympics, bitch. What? The Olympics. Tokyo 20 twin. Dang. I know. I'm watching a Tokyo commercial right now. I'm watching North Carolina. Get Raise beat. Up. They're not raising up. (laughs) They're not raising up. They're about to lose. That's unfortunate. Gosh, it's a rough season. You are now listening to Babes in Ballland. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Babes in Ballland. Summer Olympics or Winter Olympics? Winner take all. Which one's the best? Oh, summer. Oh, that that it's that easy? <laughs> yeah. It happened in that fast? Yeah. Okay. Swimming, gymnastics, track and field. Figure skating. Oh, but you don't like the X Games. Because I... I'm like snowboarding, ski jumping. Yeah, like I downs. watch it, but don't check my poles because I get too stressed <laughs> <laughs> over if they're going to fall or not. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. We're going to have to pump up the jams. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Because the Chiefs <laughs> won the Super Bowl, then we got to act like it. <laughs> <laughs> Or your mom's gonna be like, didn't sound like anybody was too excited. Are we gonna do a little welcome to the Super Bowl show? Yeah. Maybe that was it. Maybe that was it. Um, it's the Super Bowl Super Show 2020 with a big um at the beginning. (laughs) Well, would we introduce (laughs) ourselves any other way? Super Bowl 2020, Chiefs versus 49ers at Miami. And the first quarter, Patty Mahomes had two incomplete passes to Damian Williams. And I'm like, here we go. First things first, Travis Kelsey and that suit, though. Obey your thirst. Well, yeah. But was it, I couldn't tell if he was in a lime green suit like neon or if it was yellow it was a moment though it was definitely super bowl red carpet worthy also also did they announce her as demi lobato oh like my god b is in boy like a frontal I that's mean... a lobotomy but still it's a hard <laughs> b yeah I could have swore they said Demi Lovato, and I was like, we are crushing it (laughs) so far. She did a good job. I know she's not, like, your favorite, but I think she did a really good job on the anthem. Yeah. She looked pretty. Her hair looked nice. I love dark hair like that. Yeah, that's, like, Casey Musgraves' hair goals. I dream for hair like that. So, Demi... Lobato, and then the Chiefs did what the Chiefs always do. 
The 49ers did throw an interception in the first quarter, and that was nice. At least it wasn't us till later. Until later, yeah. San Francisco kicked a 38-yard field goal. The Chiefs had a series of short pass plays for a little patty touchdown field goal moment. So I'm glad that Patty got to walk one in. And it was 7-3 to three Chiefs at the end of the first. And I was like, we're up. We only dropped a few passes and we're up. Things are fine. The most notable play, play, the most notable <laughs> play of the first quarter was the pre-snap boy band spin move. <laughs> I know you saw that. Yeah, I did. Patrick Mahomes, Williams, Robinson, and Watkins did a little spin move in unison so that Williams could get the easy first down. And some people are calling it the in sync move, but then you've got your backstreet fans who said it's a backstreet boys moment. But whatever it was, it worked. I really liked on that opening drive. I know it was fourth and one. I liked that they went for it. I feel like you have to. And Might then, as well. yeah, they ended up getting a touchdown out of it. I'm still feeling like pretty shady from the Packers game, if I'm being honest. So in my notes, I have Jimmy G actually throws the ball, and then I have a little arrow drawn, and I wrote interception because he didn't have to throw the ball against the Packers, and when he did throw the ball against the Chiefs, it didn't go so well. I think everybody thought that they were going to run the ball a lot more than they did as far as, like, doing short pass plays, but it just seemed different to me. It didn't, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I know it sounds weird, but it just seemed, the first and second quarter to me, like, just seemed different. Like, I honestly couldn't even believe, like, I know that I messaged you, and I was like, I can't believe we're ahead, because it's just not their style. (laughs) (laughs) No. I guess I was kind of shocked that it was tied up going into halftime. I think it's also because I kind of do this thing where I set myself up that we're going to lose and then like if we don't then I don't have to be disappointed because like it's kind of like watching the movie before reading the book and then I'm never mad if I tell myself that we're not going to win exact opposite (laughs) when I'm in I'm in like for thunder stuff I'm like we're not going to trade anybody and we're obviously going to win you know like I just get so wrapped up in it all that then I get crushed. In my head, we're trading everyone. And then I'm just like setting myself up. I pretty much had decided from the moment that we won the AFC championship because we the Chiefs never win that game that no matter what happened, I was going to be like, I'm just here. I'm just all glad we're here. Just glad we're all here and we're all going to have a fun game. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I didn't think that we could beat the 49ers. Like, I'm still, I guess I'm kind of just in shock. I don't want to be, like, too much of a hater of Jimmy G. But I just feel like the Chiefies forced them to throw the ball, which is what you want. I don't want to get myself into trouble. But I just feel like he's not a big game player. Oh. I don't. I wanted to message you when they had the ball towards the end of the game, and I was like, not a big deal. He can't. 
he can't <laughs> whip out a scoring drive on command. So, yeah. Man, I don't know. Like I said, I think I'm still just kind of in shock over the whole thing because I remember just, like, staring at the TV. And, I like, even when we were tied, and I'm like, it's 10-10 at halftime. Like, what is going on here? I don't know. I was pretty worried for the Chiefies on their opening drive because they did go three and out. And Nick Bosa had a tip ball in that series. So I was already, like, kind of worked up the first go-round. But I really thought they mellowed out. Then they got the touchdown. And then it was pretty even up until half. I will say, I don't think – I know I messaged you this, and I don't mean it shady at all. I don't even feel like Mahomes played that great. Like, he was under-throwing people – his passes were off, but he still, like, made it work. He was a mess. Yeah. Especially the, during that third quarter. Troy Aikman, you were talking about that tipped ball, and Troy Aikman was like, a tipped ball is always an interception. And I'm like, okay, sir. <laughs> okay, Troy. <laughs> Every time? Okay. But and maybe it's just because I don't like Nick Bosa, and so that was irritating to me. <laughs> but in the third quarter, San Francisco kicked a 42-yard field goal to make it 13-10, and San Francisco scored a touchdown and a good field goal, making it 20-10. And I was like, "Hey, here we go." You messaged me, and you're not the only one. Everybody on Twitter was like, oh, okay, now the Chiefs can get busy. The, yeah, the Chiefs are engaged. They're down by 10. And it's Tyree kills on the bench talking about we can't do it. And Patty Mahomes is marching up and down, barking at everybody. It's like a Chris Paul third quarter moment. you got to keep your composure. <laughs> yeah, and I do feel like when the Chiefs had something that didn't go their way, I feel like we did get a Patrick Mahomes big play right after that. So even though, like, I think there was a play maybe before he threw that first interception where Nick Bosa hit the ball out of his hands. Yeah. And he did throw the interception after that. And then the 49ers did go on to score. So that put him up 20 to 10. But then after that, Mahomes kind of scrambled to the right away from Nick Bosa, and he had a nice Superman dive for the first down. So I feel like even though he wasn't having his best game, when he needed a big play, he got it. Making adjustments instead of running the same play, like letting Bosa, like Bosa's obviously a problem, and then he was making the adjustments to try to get him out of the way. Yeah. The big story that I mean obviously has the biggest amount of notes for me is the fourth quarter and with this is the this is like what every I feel like what every football player dreams of like seven minutes and 13 seconds to go Patrick was coming off his second interception and (laughs) they were at third and 15 and he threw that 44-yard pass to Tyree Kill. He took 11 steps back to throw that pass, and I was tripping the whole time. I was like, he's going to get sacked out there. 
I just knew somebody was going to get loose and he was going to get the crap knocked out of him. He took 11 steps back and gave Tyreek Hill the time he needed to get that pass. I was in shock the whole time. Yeah. I mean, he just made a play when he had to. The Chiefs got a pass interference call, which saved their life. Tavarius Moore from San Francisco, he was like, had his arms up like he just didn't understand. I'm like, sir, you never turned around. Yeah, and, like, maybe he didn't touch him with his hands, but I'm like, your body was pressed against his body, and he couldn't catch the ball. Right. So, yeah, that's pass interference. And you never turned your head. Now, you didn't even make an attempt to turn your head. I don't know. It was an easy call to me, which made it easy for a short throw touchdown to Travis Kelsey. So Travis got him one, making it 2017. And then Damian Williams caught a five-yard pass to make it 24-20. And then the icing on the cake score was Damian Williams with a 38-yard touchdown run, making it 31-20. Harrison Butker went five for five on his field goal kicks. Thank you for those blessings. And then they started chanting Andy's name. Yeah, I do think it's kind of funny. After the Chiefies scored on that Kelsey touchdown catch, the 49ers went out, and they got their first three and out for the game, which is super inconvenient timing. I mean, it worked out for the Chiefies, but I just feel like the 49ers crumbled a little bit. And I I don't know if they were tired because by that time, uh, the Chiefs were running that, all that hurry-up offense. And, I mean, it was even hard for me to keep up with. I mean, they were set, and, you know, people were still trying to get over. The 49ers were trying to get over and get set. But they ran hurry-up offense pretty much the rest of the fourth quarter. As far as the the three and out for the 49ers, the defense did a really good job to me, but they still allowed an average of six yards per carry. So it's not like they did an outstanding job. And it's kind of like you said about Patty. He definitely didn't have the best night, but I don't know how they did it. Like I said, I'm still in shock. I do want to go over that last drive for the 49ers because it's really pretty to me. So on first down, Jimmy G, he tried to throw, and the ball was batted out of the air. On the second down, he threw, and it was almost intercepted. On the third down, he had a wide receiver wide open, and he airmailed the the Hill Mary. <laughs> and then on the fourth, he got sacked, and then they were out on downs. Out on downs. I missed the sack. I saw the airmail, but I missed the sack. And I guess it just kind of comes down to it. Like, Mahomes made plays when he needed to, and Jimmy didn't. No, they could have scored on that last drive. And I don't know if it's, like, play calling. I don't know if it's, like you said, just being able to make plays when the timing mattered. I don't know if they were just tired or worn down. You know, got we always talk about, you know, the 49ers were really hot really early all season. If they just ran out of gas, there's a lot of factors. I'm sure a lot of people want to place a lot of blame. They cannot stop talking about Shanahan, though, as far as, like, the Falcons-Patriots moment and now the Chiefs-49ers moment. 
which I, I kind mean, of feel bad for him. I wouldn't say I feel bad, but I am kind of like, what the crap, you know? Mm. Literally, he had two teams up by double digits in the fourth of a Super Bowl, and he lost both games. It's crazy to me. The Chiefs are the first team in history to score 21 points in the fourth quarter, and they only used half a quarter to get it done. It's it's just so crazy. Yeah, I saw an article where they were saying that Shanahan just really backed off. And I'm like, I mean, call it what you want, him backing off, Chiefy's taking over, whatever way you want to look at it. But I do feel like the 49ers crumbled a little bit. I do think so. I think so as well. I think that the Chiefs were a team that could have been beat. And I was set, I set myself up for that. Like I went into the game yesterday assuming that we were going to lose and it was going to be fine. So like you said, whether it was just them crumbling because, and that's all anybody can ever talk about today too, is that Patrick had easily one of the worst games of maybe his season between the incomplete passes and the interceptions. And then there was a fumble. I mean, he definitely didn't look sharp. I mean, he got it done. But then that's, like, the scary thing, too, because he didn't even look good, and he won a Super Bowl, you know? So (laughs) that's just, like, terrifying to me for the next 10 years. It wasn't, like, week two, Patty. No. This was, like, end-of-season Patty scraping out, like, what will he had left inside of him to pull out this crazy win, which has been the theme. I mean, he's been the comeback kid the last three games. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Well, now that you bring that up, the Chiefies were down in all games, weren't they? Yes, ma'am. Chiefies are wild. Chiefies are wild. Little bit of, what's the word I'm looking for? Not trivia. History. I don't know I'm what's like, the I word I love trivia. For. It's not <laughs> it's trivia. Well, trivia. I mean, I guess, me. I guess it could be <laughs> trivia, and I could say... What team was Andy Reid coaching for when he last won a Super Bowl ring? Uh, Okay, yeah, that I don't know. It was the Packers, ma'am, in 1996. 1996. Don't tell me how old you were. (laughs) I was five. (laughs) Well, when you were five, he was the (laughs) assistant offensive coach with the Packers, and he got him a little ring up there. When they started chanting Andy's name, like, my heart just melted. He said he's going to eat a big old cheeseburger. He's and I just a precious him. angel. <laughs> yes, I love him. Uh, I don't know if you are ready to kind of wrap up game discussion, but since you brought up the cheeseburger, that's one <laughs> of my hotter knots. I mean, it's hot. <laughs> Andy Reid said he was going <laughs> to go get the biggest cheeseburger you've ever seen. Maybe it'll be a double, hot or not. Yeah, I think it's hot. I'm like, get in there. You deserve it, okay? (laughs) The triple meat, triple cheese from Whataburger. I don't recommend it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think it's hot. He won the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes saying that he was going to go to the Disney, go to the Disney World, make it a proper noun. Um, (laughs) I... 
love that they pulled his tweet from a long time ago that Troy Aikman pulled his tweet and they were like, I wonder what it feels like to say that I'm going to Disney World. It's just so cute. He's a precious angel and he's just a baby. He is a baby. Are we going to do hot or not first or are we going to do regular awards? Let's do hot or not. It's my new favorite segment. Okay. I'm going to go. Well, I guess you went first, so I'll go second. Yeah. I have a quote from Frank Clark about Jimmy G. And he said, you paying that guy $140 million, $130 million, whatever he's getting paid, he's got to throw the ball. Obviously, he didn't do that. <laughs> Frank Clark was acting up so much on the microphone yesterday, and it's hot. You think it's hot? The okay. whole thing. <laughs> I'm going to let him have it because he just won a Super Bowl. But he said, he's been on my radar for a little bit. He said uh, he cursed, and he was like, I just won a Super Bowl. I can do that. <laughs> they told me I to mean, watch my cursing, but I won a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. And then they tried to ask Frank Clark about the Patriots, and he was like, we already beat them. <laughs> Next question. I know. It was the best. Frank Clark was wild on the mic, and it was hot to me. I loved it the whole time. <laughs> Why is he on your radar? Because he literally can't not run his mouth. <laughs> yes. But because, like, he's been backing it up, I really don't have any ammo, but I'm generally annoyed. Hot or not, hot or not, Patty Mahomes, MVP, overdate me and Williams. Hmm. That's the big question. A lot of people think Damien got robbed. I can understand that, but I can also see why they gave it to Mahomes. But I also see why Damien Williams should have gotten it. But since Mahomes did get it, if we focus on the things that he did, like I said, any time they needed a big play, he came through. So I'm not like mad at it I could really be swayed either way I feel the same way I'm either way about it mm-hmm. okay okay this one's for you we're gonna talk about Nick Bosa when a reporter asked him what are your thoughts right now he responded pissed <laughs> or not uh Nick Bosa was crying and I actually felt really bad for him. <laughs> and I I guess it's just because I have that empathy factor in me. Like, I always feel bad for people, even if maybe necessarily they don't deserve it. And I've been complaining all football season that I don't like Nick Bosa. But then he's crying, and I'm like, oh. I don't feel like I can talk trash on Nick Bosa when he's crying. I know. I'm also not one of those ladies that's like, oh, he's a baby, he's crying. I'm like, he was emotional, and it's I fine. Know. And I get kind of protective, but also, like, that's not hot. A one-worded I've... response. Well. But we've also talked about, as well, that they literally shove a microphone in front of their face their right face. after losing. Like, I get yeah. all that, too. Maybe that was the nicest thing he could come up with to say. 
well, now you're just taking it too far. I <laughs> <laughs> we still don't like Nick Bosa, okay? Okay, I'm going to give it an official not. It's not okay. hot. I wanted, I want more, Nick. Tell me why you're pissed. Yeah, use your words. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not like Frank Clark, though. That's too many words. Too <laughs> many words. Find the middle ground. Oh, my gosh. Perfect. Okay, okay, okay. The Super Bowl confetti had happy fan tweets. Oh, my gosh, that's super hot. It's super hot. I thought I loved it was so, it so cute. Much. Yeah. It had little messages. I'm like, I need happy fan tweet messages. So mine we kind of briefly talked about earlier with Kyle Shanahan. Twice in the last four years. A team that was coached by him has entered the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl with a double-digit lead, and they have lost. So after the game, he was quoted saying, Kansas City played a good game. They were better than us today. We can deal with that. Is that quote hot or not? Mm, I don't like it. I'm leaning not. I don't like that tone. I just feel like that's a losing attitude, Kyle. We can deal with it. And maybe that's not what he meant. Like, maybe he just meant... Nick Bosa's not dealing with it. He's crying on the bench, sir. Yeah. So, It's not. I didn't think that was very hot. Okay. This is my favorite one. I'm so glad. A-Rod crowd dancing selfie mode to J-Lo performance. Oh, God. Oh, God. So... A little background, Jesse hates (laughs) (laughs) A-Rod. So I'm going to break this up into sections. (laughs) A-Rod, he is not hot. He's 200% not hot. (laughs) However, he was being so supportive of J-Lo that it was so cute that the behavior is hot. A-Rod is not (laughs) hot. The behavior was hot. Okay, he uh, was supporting his lady. Ma'am, I feel like that's very big of you right now, and that's a hot attitude. We're having technical difficulties. Yeah, I was trying to make sure it was still recording. It is, is it the cat? No. <laughs> it's just me. It's just a user error on my end. No, I was just telling you, I think that's a very hot attitude to have because you hate A-Rod, and I feel like that for you to even muster up, that compliment was a very big deal. Yeah, I mean, he's not hot. I mean, it was all. generally awful, but yeah. the full wifey supportage, that's yes. hot. That, yes, that part's hot. The behavior was hot. Uh, people are so pissed about the halftime show. I mean... Why are they so mad? I have one more hot or not, and then we'll have to get into the halftime show i don't know why people are so angry so for my last one terrell suggs wore a huge gold chain with a very large kansas city (laughs) emblem was it hot or not it was hot (laughs) but like in the worst way (laughs) i mean it was also not but like i get (laughs) where you're coming from He's kind of a wild one. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna go make it official. I'm locking it in. Hot. Okay. Shall we discuss this 
halftime event? I was living all my 2000s, waiting for tonight fantasies. I loved that album. I wore it out. J-Lo's hot. Yeah, and I feel like Shakira came out, and she had, like, a little rope fire moment, and she was working it. They were precious Latina angels. Yes, I do feel like they kind of missed the mark a little bit, though, whenever Shakira was singing Hips Don't Lie, but they just let her crowd surf in that section. I'm like, no, you got to show me what those hips do. So I was a little let down there, but that's probably just me being picky. Fair enough. I mean, yes, one does want, but then you got like the side by side booty action to make up for it that middle America is really upset about. They <laughs> they can't handle it. They weren't and ready for all that heat. When JLo came in in that leather jumpsuit, I was like, yes, queen. And she didn't disappoint me. No, they were fabulous. I liked it. I don't get all like, I don't know, people get all like crazy about halftime shows. All sensitive so. about it. Yeah. yeah. About, I like, feel like. I'm like, it's just a pop show. Like, it's just like a little performance. I do have a quote. And I saw it on Twitter, of course. And his name is at Deflate Gator. He wrote, pop music is Satan's fart. And I'm like, well. You know what? Maybe a little bit, because I don't (laughs) super like pop music either. However, with that said, I can watch that show and be like, they absolutely worked it. Regardless of if, like, I live for that type of music or not. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They absolutely worked it out. At the end, when Shakira was in gold and Jayla was in silver and they were shaking their booties together, I'm like, literally, stop. Work the world. Yes. So, overall, I thought it was hot. I guess people were upset about, like, some of, like, the camera angles. There was, like, some, like, vagine angles. And then, like, it was making people uncomfortable. And their children were watching. And I was like, cool, it's a really good time to have a body-positive conversation about how badass those women are. Yeah, and also, I saw this on Twitter as well. Someone posted a picture of Adam Levine with his shirt off and they're like okay so this is okay and I'm like I mean I see where you're going with that I'm generally on board yeah I didn't feel like they were super provocative with their outfit it was like a little jumpsuit moment but I thought they were mostly covered the bits and the bobs were covered. The bits and the bobs. I mean, overall, I'm going to give J-Lo and Shakira Shakira a hot. Yeah, I think it was hot. I also saw a meme that was like, I can't even sit down without my knees cracking. And I'm like, yeah, like, they freaking <laughs> worked it out, okay? I saw a meme of, like, an 80-year-old lady using an inhaler, and it said me at 30, and then it had (laughs) J-Lo at 50, and I'm like, yeah, (laughs) it was all fine, okay? It was, and uh, Shakira gave us the best new meme of all time with the tongue waggling. Somebody put it next to the SpongeBob tongue waggling. (laughs) I'm like, this is all I ever needed. My favorite one 
was it was definitely work related and it was like my brain when my boss is asking me to do something <laughs> with the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes. like, I can't work today, not with all these memes rolling in, okay? I love it. Well, I'm glad that we can get on board with Super Bowl halftime Pepsi show. It was hot. I liked it. Who do you remember who performed last year? I was thinking about it, and was it was it Coldplay and Adam Levine, or is that two years ago? I don't know. All I can remember is Katy Perry and Lady Gaga. The rest of it's just a big blur. I don't even super remember Lady Gaga's performance. I just remember the memes of her jumping off the roof. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like no shade to her. That's just like what I remember. Also, I'm like, okay, let's talk about Super Bowl commercials. And Jesse's like, I only saw the one with Post Malone. I'm like, I only have eyes for Post Malone. And I'm not sorry about that. I'm like, he, there was like, two hours worth of commercials but you only saw posties (laughs) so what was your favorite then um well i'll tell you the one that made me cry and the one the loretta commercial the google loretta commercial where it was an elderly man asking his google device to help him remember stuff about his wife that was gone and i literally died I don't even think I saw that one. Girl, it wrecked me. Like, he would be like, Loretta liked to do this. And it would, like, he was, like, using his device to help him remember stuff about his wife. And it literally killed me. I was bawling. I did remember vaguely one more. And it was the one where the food went in the fan and it flicked everywhere. But I wouldn't say, like... I wouldn't say, like, I liked it. I just remember it. The chili in the fan. Okay, yeah. It was chili, With Sophia Vergara. Yeah. There was... Like, that one was okay. Uh, It was memorable, at least. The chili was memorable. There was the Groundhog Day Jeep commercial, which I think you're probably too young for Groundhog Day. And that was pretty funny, considering the fact that this week is Groundhog Day. That was a good one. And then you had the Rick and Morty moment, which was good. I like that they, like, discovered that they were also in a commercial. I thought that was funny. And then I liked the – this is going to be hurtful, but I really liked John Krasinski. And they were doing the Boston Smot Pock. Okay. That one was funny. I know that it's hurtful that Big Poppy was in it, but... The accents, though. You're right. That one was funny. That one was pretty funny. The only one I was, like, living for was the Post Malone one. (laughs) It wasn't even that good of... I mean, like, I love Post Malone, but it wasn't even that good of a commercial. (laughs) I said out loud at work today... And it, I wasn't even, like, thinking that people were listening to me, but I literally said I might as well just change my relationship status to trying to date Post Malone. And then some old guy on the bench started laughing, and I'm like, well, I don't think it's very funny. Like, it's very true, sir. I don't know. I just love Posty. I saw 
a tweet about Post Malone a long time ago, and it was like, all these women acting like they don't care about money, but you can find a Post Malone cooking in any kitchen in any restaurant across the United <laughs> oh, no. States, and I'm like, he's oh, not no. wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. I mean, he's not. And I've never forgotten that tweet, and I love Post Malone, don't get me wrong, but his fatal flaw is that he likes the Dallas Cowboys. That is a fatal flaw. It's a big one. Do you want to do awards? Unless there is another well. commercial, another post more. Oh commercial. my gosh. No. <laughs> okay. It's the only commercial <laughs> that mattered. No. <laughs> do you want to go first? It's that special part of the podcast where I think I hear something. Oh. <laughs> Is it the wind? I think it's just the wind. You it's okay. don't hear anything, <laughs> man. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Um. Yes, I'll go first. My ES queen, I'm going to give it to Andy Reid. And after they won, he was quoted saying, I didn't spend the night with the trophy. I spent it with my trophy wife. Hmm. And then there was like a dot, dot, dot. And he said, and listen to Pitbull. And I'm like, (laughs) Andy Reid with like the one-liners. I just feel like this guy is infinitely cool. He has spent all of his interview time talking about how much he loves his squad. He's like, if I could coach the squad for the rest of my life, like, it's just so precious, the whole thing. It, it is, yes. Also, we didn't super talk about Travis Kelsey after the game, but whenever he was talking about his parents and he was like, Donna, I love you, I was like, Travis, like, stop. You're going to make me cry. There was a part where he was, like, hugging on his dad, and then his brother came over while he was being interviewed, and I love his brother, too, and they were being precious. I love it. Yeah, it was cute. My Yes Queen Award goes to Katie Sowers, the first female Super Bowl coach. She's the offensive assistant coach for the 49ers. She's been in that position since 2017. Jimmy GQ calls her feisty and says her interactions are special with the guys. And she tweeted after the game a congrats to the Chiefs. And she was reminding people in their comments to be kind to players and staff and remember that we are all human. And I think that she's a badass chick. Yeah, I like that. I feel like she deserves a yes queen. She is one of the first openly gay coaches in the NFL as well. And she said she's trying to make it a more friendly space. My oh honey, I'm going to give it to Troy Aikman. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So the athletic Kansas City was quoted saying this was a tweet maybe even like over a year ago. I can't remember the timeline, but it was a while ago. And they had tweeted, Patrick Mahomes has thrown 36% of Troy Aikman's career touchdowns and about 8% of the games. Which then Troy Aikman retweeted, and he commented, Talk to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles. Okay, Troy. So, Troy has won three Super Bowls with the Cowboys in 93, 94, and 96. 33% of that is going to be one, which Patrick Mahomes 
just already got. has. So, yeah, I feel like Sir. Troy. We're waiting for an apology. is one-third. Equals one-third, Jackie. I know my mom be struggling with the math, but hello, Troy. Little Patty just got that, so we're just waiting for an apology. He's also only 24, sir. (laughs) Oh, and he didn't even play that good. I know. I'm like, leave that baby alone. Yeah. Mayo Honey goes, it's, like, from the nicest place of my heart. Like, this is all out of love. But when Travis Kelsey <laughs> said, we fighted for our right to party, I died. <laughs> I died. I did see I that. I died a thousand deaths. And it was like hearing me on a podcast making an awful grammar mistake. <laughs> and I say this with love, but oh, honey. So, and they keep showing it. And he just keeps yelling, we fighted for our right. <laughs> and it's so hurtful. I wasn't going to bring it up because I know like we were in full celebration mode. I love Travis. Yeah. But honey, <laughs> that was hard. But honey. Yeah. <laughs> Fighted for our right to Lombardi. <laughs> okay, my pinky power play. We kind of already touched on it when Mahomes was scrambling. It was right after that first interception, and he was scrambling to the right, and he was running away from Nick Bosa. And I didn't really even think he was going to get anywhere close to a first down. I thought he was just going to get out of trouble. But he did prove me wrong with a nice Superman dive for the first down. And I feel like they absolutely needed that play and that moment in time. So, yeah, that's my pinky power play. This is the second episode where Jesse has let everyone know that the key to her heart is a Superman dive. Oh, my gosh. I just want effort level 10 all the time. (laughs) What's the problem? My pinky power play goes to Derek Naughty. He announced after the Super Bowl that he's going to pay for all the adoption fees for all the dogs that are currently at the KC Pet Project shelter. Aww. I know. I think that's a pinky power play for the books. So if you need a pet, he's going to pay for your adoption fee in Kansas City. You know, I didn't super do a Tim Tebow. You know what I'm Team Tebow? I'm ready for it to be Thursday at two, so all yeah. this draft draft, so all this trade stuff can be over. That's literally what I have down. Tim Tebow. I'm excited for the trade deadline to be over. I am just far too stressed about it. It was our first official Super Bowl Super Show. And I hope that there's many more to come. Hopefully with Packers. I'm still kind of mad at the Packers. I know. Maybe maybe they'll get a – maybe Aaron will get another year. Or maybe they'll get a squad to help Aaron. We all know when football season rolls around, I'm going to be like, well, I'm not that interested. And then I'm going to get my heart ripped out because that's what I do. I haven't really been watching. (laughs) 
oh, the Packers. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it's an easy way to close out this time. The Kansas City Chiefs are your 2020 Super Bowl champions. How about them? Chiefs. 